0: We have Brian Parisi here, a man who, if you're only listening and not watching on YouTube, a man who has rocked a mustache confidently (laughs) and well for a decade plus now at this point.
1: Yeah, I like that. For people who are like listening, you're like, I don't want you to miss the context of <laughs> this. You can't really tell what's going on in the podcast until you know what this guy's face looks like.
0: Just see, so I mean, because it is such a a, a choice, and it, it works for you, and like it's it's uh, a like, what, what's I mean, what yeah, what's the the origin? Because I think the mustache is back now, but I feel like when you were rocking it in like the early 2010s, it it might not. Yeah, have it was
1: been. not. I mean, I think it's just honestly at one point. It grows really strong mm. And I was sick of fighting it And I was just like Let me see if I just You know Kind of go with it uh, And then I just I was like Oh this is great It's easier Plus I think it's a little bit of like A, a differentiator for my face mm-hmm. For like you know I look slightly different than You know I don't know. There's a, there's a sea of white men who look vaguely like me. That's true. And now I look like them, but with a mustache. There's a
0: lot of beards, <laughs> but not not many mustaches. Yeah. And you're also letting your inner Italian out. I think that's
1: important. Yeah, my dad had a mustache when I was growing up um, for like the early part of it. It's definitely... It runs in the family okay, to good. an extent. Yeah,
0: so it's yeah carrying on the tradition. Brian is also <laughs> uh, an Invisalign brother.
1: Oh, yeah. New.
0: Yeah, new Invisalign brother. So new I've been through the Invisalign it. journey all throughout 2020, and now I am in the retainer game i haven't it's been almost a year since i got done with the invisalign and i have not missed one night of my retainer wow good for you i'm very very proud of it
1: Uh, the fact that you called it the retainer game is like (laughs) (laughs) yo you in the retainer game uh makes it feel much cooler than how i was thinking about it but yeah no the dentist was like you need to do something their teeth are moving in the wrong direction how are you're gonna keep moving in the wrong direction it's gonna get worse and worse and then they're gonna it's gonna, like gonna fuck, fuck up. Wear the Wear away at your enamel and shit. Oh, okay, all right. You 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 you've convinced me.
0: Yeah. How are you finding the the change? Because it is such a lifestyle change up front, where you have to be very conscious of like when you eat, taking them out, brushing, flossing after every meal, doing all that stuff.
1: I would say just vaguely annoying, but like uh, I got used to it pretty quickly. I I I also am someone who God, I'm always thinking about eating anyways, so there was a lot of thought put toward that. Before, but I guess I can't mindlessly put food in my mouth the way I used to. Have you lost any weight? Because people lose weight no. on Invisalign. Okay, <laughs> that's. What I, I was think. waiting for that a little bit, and then it just it does not happen. I think what I'm happened like, let to Let me make sure I get a lot of food in in my mouth while it's out. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm gonna put it back in, and so let me make sure I eat everything I'm going to eat limited time only got to take advantage well
0: that's what happened to me it's like the same thing that like when people try intermittent fasting and they just completely fuck it up where it's like the times where you are allowed to eat I just completely overdid it (laughs) yeah it's like well I'm you know only eating three meals a day and I'm not snacking so I, I can easily just have you know three bowls of cereal it's totally
1: fine like yeah yeah no I always find some psychological way to gain one pound a year Every year, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that bad, you know. Like that's not a lot, so yeah. it's fine. But it, it is like just like clockwork. It's I like, know every year I can.
0: Well, we're like of a similar age, and it just kind of gets to a point where you're like kind of what you call your good weight or your base weight just slowly starts. Yeah, you creep creeping it up a little up. bit. Yeah,
1: I don't, I think that some of that's healthy. I mean, if you're now depends on where you're at, but I, I feel like it's it's fine.
0: Yeah, uh, Brian, uh, like most com- a lot of comedians who have been on the show is from. DC originally and that is where we met. Um made the move up to New York 2014 if I'm remembering right.
1: Oh, years. Uh that would have been I think 2012. Really? Yeah, I think it was like 20 yeah, end of 2012, 20 beginning of 2013.
0: Okay, yeah. So it was like kind of that with both Courtney and Lafayette who have been on the yes. show like around that that same time. But when you were in DC, I feel like there's a bit of a Divide amongst comics, even though it's not necessarily spoken about, but it is there. It's like comics who have like dog walking jobs. No offense to any dog walkers out there, but comics who are just kind of like doing gig work and comics who have like actual Office jobs. And you were an office job.
1: You said that in the most diplomatic way. You're like, there's two kinds of comics. There's comics who have real jobs and then there's fucking riffraff. No, but then like... Picking up dog (laughs) shit. No good. (laughs) I think there's pros and
0: cons in either direction. There was a period of time where I wished that I wasn't like an office job comedian. I watched that movie, The Prestige, and I see Christian Bale in that movie, Living in Poverty. And it's like, oh, that... That should be me. I should be sacrificing my... You want to my, be a
1: poor magician.
0: Yeah, my I do. A, a poor, very good magician. That's who <laughs> I would like to be. But no, each each thing has its trade-offs where it's like, yeah, you, you trade economic security for freedom with your time, whereas with the other job, you trade off your time for economic security.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I always... Because I, I started right out of college, so uh, I was always just doing both things and... I, it didn't ever feel like to me, and maybe that's just because I had a lot of young 22-year-old energy, but I, I never felt like it was really getting in the way mm. of stand-up. Like, I was just doing stand-up at night, and then I was doing this job during the day.
0: But and you were, like, then, a pretty demanding job. You were in consulting, right?
1: Yeah, I was working for, like, yeah, like, government consulting uh, stuff, uh, w- working for, like, a long time, actually uh, the entire time I was in DC. And then even when I moved up to New York, I first like got a job for the government up here and was doing that uh, for like this New York city government for like six years or so before I was able to get like a writing gig. And then, and then I was like, Oh, okay, now I can, but I, I never had a period of like, Oh, I'll, 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 I'm just like, you know, just trying to live off of stand up money. It never mm. even felt vaguely like possible? Yeah. I, it, like, if it ever felt vaguely possible for me, like, maybe I would have been, like, more, you know. I mean, I loved, I always loved, I always wanted it to be the main thing. I still do. Uh, to i love to do just stand-up and nothing else, but it, it just never, yeah, early on especially, I was like, what... It's tough I'm, to i Am going to live on $50 every two to three months? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> what, so. what
0: year did you graduate college?
1: Uh, It would have been like 2006. Okay,
0: yeah. So you, you, I started
1: in like 07, I think. Yeah.
0: You're the second. You went to Colby, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're the second Colby grad we ha- we've had on this podcast. Oh, really? Uh, Adam Mueller also went to Colby
1: oh, for undergrad. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Where was the genesis for starting stand-up? Was it like always there and now it's like, I'm out of college. I can do what I want with my life. Time to work and and do stand up.
1: I mean, I think it was like I always wanted to do it. I think that there's two answers. One is like I started after college because I was like, oh, I think I want to do this, and I, I just kind of started doing open mics. But I think I always, if like in hindsight, I always wanted to do it. Like I see now my early like cries for attention <laughs> <laughs> as like you know, and like, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to be making people laugh. Like when I was like a kid, like that was, so now I see that and I'm like, Oh, that was probably, that probably started earlier than that. And I did do like some like improv and stuff in college. So I I think I kind of always like wanted to do something with that, but I didn't have like a real strict, like I'm going to be this when I grow up. Right. Um, I just always loved stand up. I always watched it. And, uh, yeah, and when I was, like the earliest thing I have where I was like, oh, this was probably that was, so we would have, we had uh, class elections when we, when I was in like uh, middle school or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, it was going into high school, and so I, I remember running for president because they were like, everybody who runs for president gives a speech, and I was like, you're gonna give me five. Like you're gonna give me five minutes. I get five. Yeah, I'm getting. Fi- I'm getting five minutes with a microphone. Like hell yeah. And then my speech was just purely trying to make people laugh. I didn't even have a point to it. Mm-hmm. It was just. For- I was just playing for laughs. I'm sorry. Pr- what grade was this again? This would have been like eighth grade. Oh wow. And so I, you know, just do whatever, making fun of teachers or whatever it was. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can get up in front of the class and talk into a microphone and try to make them laugh. And that's all I did. And, uh, and I won and I did that every year for the entirety of high school. I was just like, Oh, I have this opportunity to do five minutes in front of the class.
0: The price I have to pay for doing five minutes once a year is I have to run the student government. Almost. Yes.
1: Yes. It was actually, it was kind of a lot of, yeah, it was more responsibility than I want. If, if it was just, if I could just do that without having to do the other thing I would have. But that's when I also was like, it was funny. Cause I was like, Oh, this is like one of the first moments where I was like, Oh, politics are pretty broken like just generally like because like i
0: was a trump precursor just the funniest guy 100
1: percent, i was just the most entertaining five minutes Mm -hmm. i didn't say anything about what i would do i didn't even address it i just got like more and then it was funny to watch people go up you know uh, other people giving and they're like "Uh, i'm gonna with the cafeteria, like, it just, like, it's, Boo. like, you know, it's, like, totally unfair. These people, like, had, like, real ideas about what they were, and they had, like, a good argument for why they would do And they probably wanted to mostly do it so they could do the job. Mm-hmm. And I was just a little, like, attention-hungry <laughs> slut. <laughs> just wanting to make people laugh. And it, it's always going to be, like, more entertaining. It's going to win there, so... Um, So that was like an early moment where I didn't think of it at the time, but like looking back and then it's like, Oh, you, you kind of wanted to get a microphone in your hands and make people laugh like pretty young, Mm. like, and like even like a seventh grade talent show. I can remember cross-dressing as judge Judy Mm -hmm. and doing like a sketch. Nice. Uh, where like the, it was basically like if judge Judy could give the death penalty (laughs) and, uh, I remember. And yeah, it's actually not a bad bit. It, yeah. Honestly, like I, in hindsight, I was like, wow, I was like, I don't know, as my first sketch idea, like not terrible. Yeah, subversive for uh, a seventh grader for sure. Yeah. And and I, I think I have a VHS tape of that somewhere. But th- those are like the early signs of like, oh, okay, I, I want to make people laugh as a thing. But I didn't have that goal like in college. It wasn't. I was always looking at like, if I move there, do they have some comedy there? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, this is going to be my, I never felt like right out the gate like this is going to be my th- my job my career or whatever until I started like doing it I,
0: I had I had like a similar thing when I was younger too where I always loved stand up and I always wanted to Do it, but I didn't think it was like possible or like I didn't know how. And I'm not, it might
1: still not be possible.
0: No, it's not. But like, (laughs) even just the the physical act of getting on stage, like, I didn't like it, didn't make any sense to me, and I wouldn't know where to start. And I'm not in when I was younger, I wasn't adventurous enough to try and go like find out, right? So it was always just kind of lingering. But I did that same kind of thing where like I did like I did stuff on the morning announcements at in in college or in high school, yeah, and like tried to be funny there. And it's so weird when like you have these feelings like as as a as a kid that you're not experienced or intelligent enough to put a name to or describe right but it's it's like that old adage of um like your interests or where your attention goes to right and so you naturally gravitate towards that stuff and it's it's like a it, it it's foreshadowing for yeah. who you become in the future
1: yeah yeah, that's that's totally true. I, I just, I'm just a little stuck on just picturing you giving like funny morning announcements. Yeah, oh dude, I think that think like a tough medium to do. It was no, it was you on, can't hear any of the. It was on. Oh
0: yeah, I guess there was no response. There's no, there's to no an response.
1: You're you're just, you're just sw- swinging in the wind there. So uh, it was
0: on tv because there wasn't it wasn't just audio and wow. i would do like characters i did like <laughs>
1: what's the character from your morning oh, god
0: i'm trying to remember i did like an arnold schwarzenegger talking about the the democratic primary because this was like
1: 2004 yeah um that's what, what something else? the kids can get behind yeah democratic I, primaries
0: because <laughs> there was like a new segment of the morning announcement oh, so it's like okay. let me just class it up a little bit you know yeah. or, you know make it funny and yeah it was uh I think I did like two or three of them. One or two went well and like a third one bombed. Every, like like the third one, people were like, yeah, that wasn't your best stuff. And I don't, rem- I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But I was so willing just to... The
1: principal it- sits you down? Yeah, like, yeah it's listen, like, Pete, you're no, a fucking hack. You're really slipping in the ratings. <laughs> people are not... People don't even know where recess is.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. But it's uh, it's... Interesting that as someone who was like kind of a shy person as I was, I, I was totally fine. Like, yeah, I'll just embarrass myself in front of the whole school, just just for yes. the potential that it might serve this or like scratch this itch that I have.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in. It, you can tell it's in there when that's the case. Mm-hmm.
0: When uh, when you get out of college, like, what's like the inciting incident for you to actually start stand up? Because for me, it was like the day before I started my first job, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this at all. I want to do stand up, and I went out and bought a notebook the next day.
1: Yeah, uh I don't think I I don't think I had like one an an inciting incident. I think it was something that I had been thinking about for probably a, a couple years by the time like that happened. Like I had been thinking about bits in the shower. Like there's like things I had like ideas I wanted to try mm-hmm. and uh and I thought oh I got to I, I at least got to just go try these couple really in hindsight, terrible ideas about, you are. know, uh, th- these bits. So like, I think I just wanted to, I was like, you're going to always, I just, I think I kind of rationalize like, You're going to always think like, Oh, I should have like, you're, if you really want to try this and you're thinking about it this much, you got to just try it. So I went to an open mic at, you know, wise acres. Oh, yeah, that was my first shout one too. out to uh, Tyson's corner, Virginia. And, uh, which is where Shane Gillis shot his most recent special.
0: So like Tyson's <laughs> Corner has really come full circle. Wait, really? Yeah. Where? I don't know. I think they have a new venue there, but I know oh, the, wow. the one that's coming out on Netflix next week, it was shot in Tyson's Corner.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. yeah not at Wise Acres. Yeah, definitely not at, not, the, at, not at the Best Western. Not at the Best Western. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the other day about how I used to like punch in there. Like, which is funny because it was my first paid, one of my first paid gigs in comedy was this gig at this best Western comedy club where we had a punch card and we would go punch in as if we were hotel employees uh-huh. and we would get $10 an hour or whatever it was. And it was like, you'd punch in and you punch out. That's bizarre. You put your card in the thing. Cause you're like, we were being paid like best Western employees. And I thought this was normal. Mm hmm. And then you do comedy and you're like, oh, where's the time clock? It never happens again. You'd never, (laughs) I never once approached a time clock or Mm -hmm. like walked through a, a, you know, like a, like a best Western employee's locker room to get to a punch. Like it was, yeah, very unique. But uh, yeah, so I I went to that open mic. um, And I, during that period, I was like, I'm going to give it a a couple, like I kind of knew, like, you might have to give it a couple tries. I wasn't like, let's give it this one. Shot because I kind of felt like that that Didn't make sense but I remember I was I went and then I Immediately started getting into it But I was lying to my roommates Because um, I, I knew they Would want to come mm-hmm. if they Knew I was doing it so I Lied to them for five months oh my God really? uh, yeah because I was doing open mind and I wanted to get like at least good at it When I felt like oh okay now I want I want them to Hear this um, And I and it was funny because they were I had to lie like I had to make up something that they wouldn't want to come to. Mm-hmm. So I had like one aunt in the area that I could be like oh, I'm visiting my aunt and they'd be like okay. Like but I couldn't just be like I'm going to a bar or whatever cuz they'd be many, like, they'd be like times... what bar? Let's go like they are always you know like we all we had all the same friends. So the two, the lies I had to make up, I had a I was fake visiting my aunt in the area. I at one point at a fake charity that I was like hey, I'm just doing some <laughs> because like nobody wants to do charity work so they were like they were like yeah okay like i i was a, it was this charity that i did do one thing at one time but i was just like oh, i'm doing that again wow it was like a catholic charity thing and how I many didn't... times per week were you going out uh i was at the beginning just doing the wednesday okay i was just aligning to them every week on wednesday and then um, and then from there i started doing i don't remember the you know the specifics but from there i started doing some other things too and I think by the time I told them it was like when I had like a paid gig in DC at like that riot act the first riot act basement thing.
0: Uh, I don't know if I was If I had been to that one. I only knew the yeah. second one that was in like that basically yeah. hotel Anyways, conference it, room.
1: It was like a legitimate club that I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Maybe I'll tell my friends and then they were like, What the fuck? <laughs> they
0: like, I thought you were a good person us. visiting your aunt and helping the homeless.
1: They were like, Honestly, dude, we thought it was kinda weird that you were hanging out with your aunt so much. <laughs>
0: You're uh you have more shame than I did because I invited friends to my second open mic oh, so I, I like I wanted them to like see it which, which looking back in hindsight is just the is most it because you thought thing.
1: you were good or because you just were open because um, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing that I was hiding it from people I,
0: I think probably both I think I thought I was funny and yeah. like I got like because the first time I did first open mic at Wise Acres zero laughs second time I did an open mic was at um what was that pizza place that the uh Dave Dave Tullis ran. I don't know, but it was at that place, and I, I brought two friends, and I got one laugh, oh, and I, I was like, I got to keep going, and then I did the Uptown Tavern, Kyle Martin's open mic on Friday nights mm-hmm. a week later, and invited like 15 people. <laughs> I think I just <laughs> wanted people to like hey, me. Hey, everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, look at, look at me. I'm, well, I'm really-
1: Yeah, you think it's going to be a thing that everybody's going to be really impressed with if you think you're really funny, especially. Yeah. yeah
0: when you were working and and going through all this did you tell like obviously you hit it from your roommates like over the years as you kept going did you tell people at work did they find out what was that what was your policy there
1: Um, I I think I just didn't talk I mean there were young people that I worked with that knew from like friends of friends and stuff but I didn't talk about it at work okay yeah and when I got my job in New York I kind of had to tell them because it was like on the internet by then right Uh, so I can remember being like I would just downplay that the the heck out of it. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm just doing this. So like, and, and like people don't really care. They just want to make sure like, oh, you're not about to just like quit like immediately. Right. Um, and so, which I did. And I worked at that place for like six years. And most of my jobs I've had like for long periods of time. But I remember just being like, yes, this is a little hobby thing. That I like, you know, And you know, they don't know comedy world. So they're like, right. they're not like, oh, that's weird that you like have been doing it for six years and you just did Montreal like they, yeah. they don't like know enough to be like Wait, what was, oh he really like <laughs> he really wants to do this
0: yeah this is the the big festival what was that Montreal experience like is it was it was unwrapped right yes and just Brian got it like straight through the audition process in DC like they, they had local auditions in every town mm-hmm. and they would send tapes in and Brian made it through the entire process to get selected for new faces which is like a big deal for a comedian, so like w- when you got that news, did you finally have this thought of like, oh, maybe I can leave my job now? Maybe this will lead to something.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, or at least like, oh, at that point, I was like, I, I was feeling like I want to try to make this more, and like, I, I for sure was saying I, I'd love to make a living somehow in this world. Um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't do uh, anything. <laughs> <laughs> which unrepped really doesn't for the most part I feel like. I don't know if it's unrepped versus repped or whatever.
0: For for anyone listening at home, unrepped the, like Montreal's like is was, I don't know where it kind of stands now, but it it's technically still is the biggest comedy festival in the world and a lot of it's like a lot of people's big break, so they have like new faces which are like kind of the the up and comers in comedy and unrepped is people that don't have managers and repped is people that do have managers. So it's right. like there's kind of a debate is like: Does it lead to anything, or is it just kind of a big show? But some people do, some people don't. It's all it leads to random. things for
1: for some people. But I think anybody who thinks like, um, I mean, there might be some people that it was like a huge game changing thing for. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot. I know enough people now who have done it that it's a it's a good thing that can help you. Yeah. Like it's, but it's not like if you think like I, I just don't think anything is there. N- not just Montreal, but like a late night set or whatever it is. Nothing is like a. Well now,
0: yeah. Wake up the next day, my life is different. Yeah,
1: I just don't. I think when I see people whose lives are different, it's like multiple things and lots of work. Like it, it just there's not like a catch a break thing. It right. doesn't feel like anymore. It's cumulative. Do you? Yeah, like anymore. Yeah. But do you? I feel like I it was, was also like in the wrong. I got it too early. You think for not too early necessarily comedy wise, like because I was it was fine, whatever. But it was. I, I had never been to New York. I had never been to L.A. I knew nothing about the business. Mm. I went there completely blind. I like barely knew what an agent or a manager, what like none of that, you know, all I knew was uh, uh that, that best Western club <laughs> and like <laughs> the DC Imp- Like I knew like the yeah. DC comedy scene. So do you guys
0: have time cards in Montreal? Yeah. So yeah, does, yeah. I,
1: where do I clock in here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how much am I getting paid to be? So, you know, I just had no sense of like, uh, networking or any like i just didn 't know how anything worked, mm-hmm. so I remember just being there and being like w- completely overwhelmed like wow like and and there was like I think it was only me and one other guy um who were like not new york l a people It was like maybe like me and like Tommy Pope were like he was from Philly guy, yeah, and it was like and then it was like mostly new York and l a people and I remember just thinking like. Oh, I have no idea what's going
0: on. But like you didn't know how to make the most. Of <laughs> They'd be what like, you were doing. Yeah. "Oh,
1: that's so." Ins-. Like uh, people knew stuff and mm-hmm. were already kind of like in the circles of whatever. And I just was completely blind, uh, and and got uh, you know. I mean, it was a great experience for me. I think as a person and like as a comic to like do that, but it wasn't like yeah. I <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing.
0: Did um did that experience push you to move to New York and, like, I think this is the right time for
1: it? I think so, yeah. I mean, I also had just kind of been... Honestly, I think even before that, I had been looking at uh, trying to find some sort of gig in New York, uh, like, money gig, uh, so that I could move up, I think, for, like, a year or two before I got it. Yeah.
0: You and I have that same mindset, because a lot of people will just move just to move and figure it out. But yeah, I know for me, personally, it's like I have to have a job before I move up there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... I could go. I guess I, if it had gone on any longer, there I I have like a breaking point where it's like, all right, well now I'll just go do whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not gonna uh, sort of like wait forever if I can't find something. But I I pursued a little more aggressively, and then got uh, a gig that I was like, oh, I can pay rent. Yeah. Up here. Um, Get so, health
0: insurance. Just have those two things when you move here. That's you're doing better than a lot of people.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I and you know I I like yeah I I was like. I want to do, I, I know I want to go up there. I looked for probably like two years, two or three
0: years. Oh, wow. And when you got here, did it immediately flip to like, all right, now the next thing is to try and make a living or I'm going to be aggressive and pursue stuff? Or was it just take some time when to When I
1: got it here, it was like, oh, uh, hey, you're a fucking open mic hmm again. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. Yep. It felt like, oh, I'm just starting over from z- absolute zero. No one cares. No one knows who you are uh and you just i'm desperately trying to get up at at even a bar gig Mm -hmm. uh and i remember thinking like oh i should have come up here earlier because (laughs) i kind of i think i in my head i thought oh well i'll get to a point and then when i move to new york like that progress will matter in some way and like it kind of it does from like a if you're good or not perspective but um it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, it It didn't then. I don't know. It, probably now it's different, but, like, yeah. That, then so- it was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, maybe I can pull a string and get on a, a, a sparsely attended bar show. There's –
0: because there's so many comedians, and it is, like, trying to get a, a- – What's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like popular swell or like a groundswell? Like a um, grounds ground, or like just a, a tipping point of like people who at least know you and think you're funny and that's yeah. like what kind of can move the needle a little bit but like when they see you at an open mic they don't know that you did Montreal or they don't know what you did in DC so you, it is like you're just a brand new comic that is basically doing it for the first time in their eyes because they don't know you.
1: Yes. uh, Yeah. And I think I also sort of got some bad I think I got bad advice early on like of just like That you shouldn't like My mindset was like You shouldn't ask for To be on things Right When like I don't know what the fuck I thought was gonna happen Like Cause when you're in DC People just put you on stuff If you're good mm-hmm. And then you come here And it's like No you have to like Kind of Ask people To be on They're not gonna like Come to Oh my god I heard you're really Like nobody cares We
0: can't find any comedians To do the show In New York Yeah there's so many I had that same problem Where it's I also felt like Guilty or ashamed Like asking for stuff Like it was too needy Or something like that I don't know where that came from Like Yeah that, That held me back For a while I feel like
1: Yeah I think I also had The wrong mindset When I moved to New York Of like I was still like Caring a lot About Other people Mm-hmm. And whether they thought I was good, yeah. <laughs> uh, so luckily, some of that has died off. Not complete, you know. You never, you always want people to like you, or whatever. But it's just like I think I was so focused on like, does do people in, do people know who I am and think I'm and it's like and and like luckily, like one of the great things about um, doing this for a while is like <laughs> I feel like that part of me sort of died. Yeah, well, it's almost like, <laughs> like a a self. I, you just can't like I. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm very focused on just like uh, my own thing.
0: Yeah, it's well it's a self preservation thing because yes. if you keep worrying yes. in that way, it drives you nuts. Panic so attacks. you have yeah, you have to put yeah. it behind you yeah. just to emotionally survive.
1: For sure. A hundred percent. So I was able to kind of do that at some point and it feels a lot it felt a lot better after that. But I remember those early years just being like, ah, please, please <laughs> So but
0: you're you're here for six years and then you land your first writing job with Last week tonight, we can yes. say that right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the lead up to that? Like, how many other packets have you submitted? Because I think the, the last uh, week tonight process I want to talk about because I've seen a packet for that and it looks insane.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, but I, had you
0: written for like submitted for other I, late night shows?
1: Uh, I don't know if I had submitted like gotten anything into them, mm-hmm. but I had written a bunch. At some point, I I can't remember why or how, but I had it. I got it in my head that well, your first packet that you write won't be the best thing that you write at this because you don't do this. You've never done this. It's not the same as stand-up. Right. So I thought, oh, I should just find out what these are from someone and then just write a bunch of them. So I just started writing them, like, for nobody Mm -hmm. and not (laughs) putting them in. Just for practice, yeah. So I was doing that. uh, I did that a bunch of times before uh, the last week tonight one. And I think I might've done, there might've been one like other late night one that I, that I submitted, um, that I actually weaseled in there somehow, but I had no agent or manager or whatever. So it was just a matter of like trying to find out if something was happening and then try to see if you could get it in the pile kind of thing.
0: And was last week tonight, the first one that you were asked to submit for, how did that
1: end no, up you're no. on your desk? <laughs> it, it did not end up on my desk. I weaseled it out of, um, I knew somebody on the writing staff um at the time and I remember talking to that person there was a person who knew me from stand up and knew thought I was funny and stuff and I remember just saying, Hey, if you know if you ever know that something's going out, could you just tell me? Like you know, I wasn't even like, Can you get it in for me? Right. Just could you just tell me so I can try to like write that when I was and so that kinda happened and I was able to get it in to the pile through that. But it was it was just like a normal Two rounds of, um, I think it was two, two rounds of packets and then an interview. Um, and it was, it was a long, like I remember thinking like, oh, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. In a short amount of time, I might have even taken a day off from work to do it. Wow. Um,
0: I feel like the last week tonight packet that I saw, and I, I never wrote one. I, someone just sent, sent it to me and I saw what it was. It, it seems like what I read, you have to write what is essentially a funny college term paper
1: uh yeah there's you have to kind of like have it's not just jokes Mm uh it it was a little bit of like they want to see that you can like understand politics or news and have a view on it that's kind of would work for the show so luckily i think the background of i was like a political science major helped a little there just because i wasn't like trying to figure out you know, like basic, like I kind of knew some stuff from that.
0: Did so you have to do research for it? Like facts and figures? Cause I feel like a lot of those monologues had like very. they were like data heavy. I
1: don't think they expect the data heavy cause they have people who work there that are, you know, like research people. So like, I don't think they expect you to be like uncovering a lot of facts. It's more about like, can you look at a news story and the facts of that news story and have a point of view on it? That is like, if you had a bad point of view, which a lot of people do like a really bad take on something. I think that would probably r- hurt you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, John's not going to say a bad take. Yeah. They want to wanna be aligned to like with a certain punchline. Like it's like, it kind of has to be voice of the show. And also, so I remember I watched a lot of that show to try to look for that packet. And I did a lot of work on both of them actually. Um, yeah.
0: And when you were writing that, like, in your head as you're doing it, like, you don't think, like, oh, this is going to get submitted to the staff. It was just kind of, or... or yeah,
1: you... I, I never expected that anyone will read any of this stuff. Okay. I mean, or if they do, it'll be like some, and it, and it is. It's some person on staff at a low level who sifts through to be like, well, here's all the ones that we think are nothing. And then, you know, like, you might end up in a pile that then, but I think it's probably, I would imagine it's probably, like, not until later in the process that like people are actually <laughs> decision makers are actually like look maybe not till the second round or something
0: but when you were sitting down for that first packet and doing all that work did you think there was a chance you would get hired or were you just doing the work just to do it
1: um, no I was trying to get hired okay yeah I mean but I, I I never like hold every time I put a packet in as a general rule I give up on it. At that point, not when I'm doing it, when I'm doing, I'm like, I'm going to get this. I got to do this exactly the best I can. But as soon as I click the email away, I go, I didn't get it. I just, I walk away. Yeah. Cause I can't do the thing of like, did I get it? Did I get like, you know, and the thing is 99% of the time you don't even get a No. Right. It's just, <laughs> you get a, I'll, you know, walking around one day, and you're scrolling through your feed, and it's like, oh, that other person. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, I
0: guess it's not me then. Twitter breaks the news. No, yeah, it's, it like, is like any other job application, like all the jobs that I've applied to in my life that just the, the resume goes out into the ether and then you never hear again.
1: Yeah, I would love to get to get knows. Right, like, oh, they know I
0: exist. That's yeah, a good yeah.
1: Thing. Oh, cool. Somebody rejected. I, I've gotten like there. Are, I think there's been a few times that I've gotten a no when I was like, oh, thank you, really appreciate that. This is like, <laughs> like the that. second best what possible nice, outcome. What a yeah. nice touch. <laughs> it's like a little like uh, mint on the pillow thing. We're like, hmm,
0: okay, good customer service. They, they care about their guests here. So when you actually get the job, like, do you get a call? Like, what? What is that? What? What was that moment like?
1: Uh, I got. I think the first one was like an email that they uh, wanted an interview, and then I went to the interview, and I remember thinking like, "Oh, I'll be meeting with some person or whatever," and it was like John, and I was like, "Whoa, hey man, whoa!" Uh, it was John and the head writer, and then uh, and then after that, I pr- I think I probably got a call. Like I can't honestly can't remember, but I think it was a, I think it was probably a call for the like you got it thing. It might have been an email, I don't know. Wow, but I remember when it happened, I was at work and I was like, I wanted to like run around. (laughs) I wanted to like, you know, run around, like slam a keyboard, like just be like, I'm fucking out of here, you know? But then I was like, okay, I gotta uh, figure out the timing of this and get two weeks notice and do all the... But like that, when you
0: actually sat down and told your boss, like, hey, I had to put in two weeks notice because of this. They were,
1: so like, they knew I did comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were honestly genuinely happy for me uh, because... The thing about the city government is that, like, no one really leaves. Right. So it was, like, a little bit of a what? Like, you know? (laughs) Like, very few people leave because it's, like, a, you know, kind of like a, you put your years in, there's a pension thing. Like, it's, like, most people are, like, kind of locked into that. It's not like a company where, like, people come in and out every couple years. So they're not used to turnover, like, like they're not used to many people like voluntarily leaving unless they go to like another government agency or whatever. I can confidently say I was the first person at the office of payroll administration to, <laughs> to leave for a TV job. Was it like um, a
0: personally satisfying thing? Oh yeah. Like, you were just like, I am putting in my two weeks notice because I'm now writing for John Oliver. Suck on that. It's not like you dislike the people. you No,
1: I, I honestly like, yeah, I had worked there for like six years at that point. I liked a lot of those people. I was like, I was like, Oh, like it, it felt like, uh, it felt like a little family being like, oh, you, you got out there and did like, they were happy for me. It was totally, uh, yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't like ready to be like, fuck this. Like, like <laughs> I had zero, like, yeah, there were zero like th- vendettas or anything. Yeah. Like, it was just like, it was great. And, uh, but it was like, uh, I remember thinking like, oh, this is, um, this is a cool moment where I'm like, you know, uh, at least f- taking the step toward, can I make money from doing comedy and writing? And probably the only successful thing I've done in the last, you know, however many years it's been since then has been like continuing to make a living from not day jobs. Like, right. That's my like, like one thing that I feel like there's been many other times when I'm like, Whoa, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. <laughs> the, and I've done like side things here and there to, you know, fill in gaps, but I haven't had to like, I was, I was very close once, but I haven't had to just be like, oh i gotta go back to like right. regular jobs and like
0: then. last week tonight is on your resume in addition to like the office of payroll or whatever
1: i almost went back uh there was one period where it was like a gap between writing jobs and i almost went back to the point where i guess you could say i did go back but so right before i got uh writing for patriot act mm-hmm. i was looking for a gig couldn't find one for a while, and then. I started this job at a financial software company and it's like work I can do, but like, it was like, you know, it was, it was like, but so I started and then literally the day I started, I got an email on a packet that I had written like so long ago. I had, like I said, I forget about packets when I put them in. I'm like, I didn't get the, like, whatever yeah. I get a email that I got like the job or like an interview for the job. And this is for, for, Patriot, for Patriot Act? For Patriot Act. Okay. It is my first day on the job. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my God. I'm the, and and they, But the ink wasn't dry on a couple of things, so I couldn't tell them right away. Right. So there was like another day or two. So I'm at this business where they're, you know, they're doing all this orientation work. They're getting me up to speed. And I'm just like, I'm not going to be here. Mm-hmm. But I but couldn't. You, yeah,
0: you couldn't. Shoot I didn't want
1: to say that, and then the thing falls through because I've had the other. You know, you, just, you never know. Well, yeah, so that's you got to wait until it's like signed. So, so I. But like, yeah, I, I had to quit on like my second or third day. And that's a being, phenomenal like, story. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm but not going to be. They knew about comedy. I'm not going to be here anymore. History and and I didn't even. I was like, I'm like, I was like, look, it makes no sense for me to put in two weeks. I, I'm not even doing anything for you yet. Right. Like, I'm just. I'm taking up your time by getting boarded and trained and like, fill
0: out my benefits and then quit like that.
1: So I was like, so that's the only job I've ever had to uh, like walk away from like that and also not give to like, but it was like, I remember thinking like, oh, these people are going to hate me.
0: But when you were interviewing, (laughs) did they know about comedy or like was last week tonight on your resume? No,
1: yeah, for sure. But like at that point I was like, I actually thought like, oh, I'll probably do this job. And you know, that was the one time I almost went and kind of did for a day. go back. What, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, before COVID? It was before COVID, yeah. Uh, a couple years before COVID. Okay. Right?
0: Yes. And then, so yeah, you were a Patriot Act for a while, and then COVID yeah. hits, and then you were driving for DoorDash for, for a period of time during yes. the fallow years of yes, COVID during the, comedy. During
1: the old pandemic years after uh, Patriot Act got canceled, and I was like, uh, I was, I was driving, I was doing several gigs to like, I was uh, doing stand-up. Like you know Not during the The worst times But when it was like Outdoors or whatever But I was doing that I was doing Driving for DoorDash I was Nannying for my niece mm-hmm. Cause like She was like Doing the second grade From home So I would just like Go to my brother's Apartment He, that, li- that he lives in the city He lives right? in Brooklyn Okay And I would just Like kind of sit with her And then like Kind of help her With school basically Wow And like make her Grilled cheese sandwiches I've made so many Fucking grilled cheese sandwiches
0: You, you gotten pretty good at it I'm great at it. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. you're also like you're a good cook. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not like a professionally trained or anything, but like I, I'm pretty good at just like cooking for. I mostly do like Italian stuff.
0: Well, yeah. I also uh, I remember the show you had with Canise in Brooklyn. <clears throat> there, there was pasta. It was a monthly show, right? Mm-hmm. Every, every show there was a huge pasta bar for the audience. Yeah, that, that, that
1: was that was my gimmick to, uh, to get people to the show <laughs> was to be like, hey. I'm making pasta for the whole audience. The show's going to be five dollars. It was insane. Uh, it eventually went up to ten dollars, but even so, like in New York, it was uh, crazy, crazy it's, deal. That's
0: dinner and show for ten bucks. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But during that time, uh, you know, where you're doing a little bit of comedy, you're driving for Doordash. Were there ever moments where you were like, I used to work at, at a consulting <laughs> company. I went to fucking Colby. I was a writer on all these late night shows. Now I'm driving <laughs> for Doordash.
1: What the fuck is this? I don't know if it's just. Uh, been squeezed out of me, but I never. I I think there there have been a I don't know wh- what moment it was that squeezed the last drop of like, but I've been here. I should be like it's like I have none of that now. At any moment, I could have nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like job wise or comedy, what like it's just like I, I just feel like very strongly like I I never am like. Now that I'm here It'll only be here or up Cause there's just been Too many times Where I thought that You're prepared for the bottom To, to fall out at all Yeah times. and not where I like to be Like super pessimistic And be like it's, I'm never gonna get there But it's just I'm never I don't think this idea That it's like Well once you've stepped here You'll never go there You can be <laughs> An Emmy winning Late night comedy writer And Be headlining A half empty Italian restaurant In Bethesda Maryland and and people can hate you right <laughs> it's it can always be and bad. that's if
0: things are going well it's like oh man you booked that italian restaurant in bethesda good for you man this guy's working. yeah
1: shout out kurt shackleford oh uh, man. yeah no it's uh like yeah and oh he'll be you think he'll be mad at me for that comment
0: no it's you know <laughs> i don't even think kurt listens <laughs> kurt if you're out there you know the whole, that guy's been holding holding strong for yeah. 20 years in DC comedy yeah. putting shows on.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just in general, I, I always feel like th- there's, nothing to, there's nothing that's beneath me. Right. And if you're a comic and you think anything is beneath you, or you're going to try comedy and you think there's anything that's beneath you, I mean, Jesus.
0: Be prepared to Be humiliate prepared. yourself. Yeah. Degrade yourself. Remove your standards. Yeah. All it's, that stuff.
1: And I think I had enough of, like, sucking shit early on in my, you know, just that you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) You can always be here and you see people who are like successful and still like, it's always going to be, there's always going to be like a new low. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that it'll be lower than your lowest low, but like, it'll be like, oh, (laughs) this is not where I want to be. Yeah.
0: I'm not happy with with anything that's that's happening right now. And
1: if you have to embrace, if you can embrace that, like I said, there was a period where I think I wasn't embracing that. Like when I came to New York, I was like, oh, well I've done Montreal. I gotta be, you'll drive yourself crazy and you'll get panicky. For me, I'm speaking, I'm saying you, yeah. this is just my own experience. Yeah, but second it's- person,
0: like like the yeah. Jay McInerney novel or something where it's like you, but really me. <laughs>
1: you, but really me from yeah. experience. I drove myself crazy and uh, too much anxiety, you know, not, not a good vibe. So so I think embracing the DoorDash, uh, you know, I honestly kind of had a little fun with, with, uh, delivering for people it was always sort of a a weird little i don't know i mean i guess if i was doing it like full time all the time it would have been less of it but i was just doing it to make money and i felt yeah. like this is kind of a fun little it's a temporary
0: thing the yeah. thing i hear recurring and all this stuff and both like yeah send the packet out forget about it don't think you're beneath anything you know yeah drive for doordash who gives a shit it's this idea um i heard a football coach say one time where he just said like A team was down, it was UVA's old football coach, and the team was down like 14 to nothing midway through the third quarter. He goes, Look, surrender the outcome. Stop worrying about we got to do this, then we got to stop them, then we got to score again. Just focus on the next play that's in front of you and don't worry about what it's going to lead to down the line. And I think that that's when I hear send the packet off, forget about it. Who cares? It's just like write the packet and then do it. Do what you got to do to make some money right now and do it. Book this show, do it. Post this video, do it. Don't think five steps ahead or you're going to fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's also, like, I'm speaking from, like, my ideal thing, right. not necessarily what I always do.
0: Well, so many, <laughs> yeah, so many, uh, so much advice that, not just comics, but people give to each other. It's one of those things where it's, like, easier shared online than actually practiced yeah. in real life. It makes a good meme, but it's very difficult to live it day to day. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I've not always done that, but it's it's definitely, like, imbra- embracing some element of it's gonna suck, <laughs> is important,
0: but you're also trying new things. I see you're you're posting clips yes. online now.
1: I finally stopped fighting against the internet. Uh, as far as like you know, I just used to think like oh, I just want to do, I just want to do stand up, or like everything needs to be finished mm-hmm. when I put it out, or like well, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to lose a bit to like if I post it, then I can't. It's like all that shit is just gone.
0: Well, because and I've talked about this with a couple people here. Who started around the same time I did? We started where the the common wisdom was like you got to hoard your bits, yeah, you know, don't burn material, don't worry about putting stuff on the internet, just make your thing as funny as possible. Everything will take care of itself, and and that <laughs> and like to just go out, hang out at shows, show face, and you're fine. That way of life is dead forever, and yeah. it's never ever ever coming back. Yeah, for sure. And it took. I'm in the same kind of boat where it's like I I was rejecting that stuff for so long and just a bunch of things happen where I kind of like had to surrender and throw my hands up and be like this is what it is now I'm I'm not like I don't have integrity for not doing this stuff I'm a fucking idiot for not doing this stuff <laughs> yes 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 yes. yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah do you find that like cause part of what's tough about that and something I have to really watch out for is you know whenever I post something just constantly checking if it's doing well like are you able to kind of resist
1: that that pull um yeah, I guess. I mean, I I usually check to see how something did uh after I post it cuz I'm still learning. Right. I don't I don't know what works. I've had like one thing work and get like a little viral uh like amount of views, but I'm still I think going like, "Oh, how do I, but I don't think like an obsessive amount. I don't yeah. think I'm like, I have to stop sweating it all day, like every looking 10 at-
0: minutes. It's like, it's it especially yeah. in the first like couple hours. I have to like really, I'm gonna put my phone in the other room and just leave it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I have to do that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Cause um, I have a
0: bit of, I have an obsessive personality sometimes. So,
1: yeah. No, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't struggled with that as like I did the one, the one post I had that got views. The comments section was just full of people telling me what my face looks like. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> were you sensitive about your mustache I no, brought no. it up at the top of the show? No, it's super fun. Like I find it's very fun to okay. just be like, uh, you know, and some, you know, some people are, it's, it's usually just like a, a string of, um, you know, like the usual cartoon characters that I look like. Right. Um, but every now and then somebody has one that I'm like, oh, okay, that was pretty good. Like one guy had a comment that said like, uh, this guy stole Ted. Oh, from oh, the Giovanni Ravisi yes. bad guy. In yes. he had a mustache. That's a deep cut, man. It's just basically anybody who's ever had a mustache. They'll be like this motherfucker looking mm. like that
0: and the more niche reference they can pull the better the bit it is yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, well but yeah. speaking of posting clips online Brian is on the first edition of you should post that a QED in Astoria oh yeah you
1: show a QED yeah we
0: did the, the tech run through last week the two cameras Are oh, you doing a tech
1: run through for something yeah
0: kind of because like, I want to make sure it if goes well and we do something you know it, it, like the, the quality comes out like both for the comedians and also like for myself like I'm selfishly motivated by this a little bit too but yeah, yeah we're gonna have like two cameras trying make it look real nice you know do have good sound try and have like professional quality yeah. stuff so if you're in New York and you want to come to QED Astoria for a great comedy show Thursday September 7th and it's the first Thursday every month for the rest of the year we're going to be doing monthly
1: and Brian's going to be on the first one so hell yeah man it's yeah. going to be fun
0: anything else any, any line f- advice you want <laughs> like any I, final thoughts yeah <laughs> uh,
1: yeah um, I don't know what advice do you have for me
0: Oh, for Invisalign? Yeah, I think.
1: Oh, wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you started this, and this doesn't even have to be on the podcast if you don't want. <laughs> no, I, I will. I, I'm
0: very forthright with my failure. Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, so the the gimmick of this podcast—I don't want to call it a gimmick—is that feel it's, it's like the, yeah, gimmick. Yeah, the whatever. Hook. The hook, but, yeah. Um, is is your thing? You know, your sort of like journey of figuring out whether you want to keep doing it. Like, mm-hmm. where are you at?
0: Oh, I'm like pretty much quietly resigned to being done. Like, just because. Really? Well, like, so part of it, and I've I've really been wrestling with this a lot for the past couple weeks. Part of it was doing this podcast was a way to kind of generate content and like kind of talk, like be a little honest, a little more forthright about what I'm struggling with. So it's all right, I can like talk about what's going on, you know, get. get the advice I always wanted to get, because like kind of what my hope for this, if it's not going to help me, maybe like some younger comic or younger artist will hear something on this podcast that can resonate with them and then carry forward with them yeah. into their career. And it's like, oh, maybe like it'll get some attention and I can get some following a following off of it. And I can everything I do is just a way for me to backdoor into doing more stand-up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I was, like if the podcast goes well, it can be useful to people, it can be useful to me, but ultimately the goal is I want to get some kind of following, so I can do more stand-up. That was kind of the real motivating right. factor for it, and it hasn't done that. Um, it's a lot of work, huge pain in the ass, but I, I have gotten like some satisfying conversations out of it. So right. it, it's not like it's been worthless, but it has fallen short in my aim of um, you know trying to fill out my calendar more. And gotcha. it's just I was talking to Liz Mealy about this. It's like I. Love stand up, but like the grind and the hustle of constantly trying to like put stage time together is has really worn me down, and I don't have the energy for it anymore, especially at my age. Like like I could keep doing it if it was leading to something or I was getting like results or success out of it. Like as a, but I've had to self generate my own momentum like pretty much my entire comedy career like i've had a few good things happen here and there but that only lasts for like a couple months like in terms of like yeah. the, the energy it gives you so i'm kind of do you enjoy it still um when I have a good show, yes, okay. but they're few and far between. Like the last really great show I had was in February where I did like a New York comedy club on like a sold out Sunday night and had a great set for 15 minutes and I felt really happy with it. Since then it's been open mics, poorly attended bar shows. Yeah. Um nothing that's really like I where I've walked off stage feeling like that went great, you know. Right, right, right. Um so if it's if it's not fun, It's not fun. And I think part- Would you
1: still do like if you if you kind of hung it up, would you still do it for fun?
0: I've also wrestled with that too because I've been thinking about that like I definitely it could never really be a hobby for me because again like for me stand up it's something you have to do a lot to be really good at and I want to be really good at it but like I still think I would have this itch to, like, write jokes. So maybe, like, I'll write jokes and, like, go to an open mic, like the one at QED every now and then. But, like, not yeah. just remove the intention and the expectation of, like, having a career and making a living out of it. Right.
1: I also... Um, maybe you'd enjoy it more if that wasn't hanging I, over I probably head.
0: would, yeah. And I, I you know, I still... Maybe I would only go, like, once or twice a month. But, like, it would just be for me. It wouldn't be to serve something else. I also think I'm going to keep writing stuff, whether it's, like, you know... I've thought about like just getting like an anonymous Substack after this and like just writing whatever I want to write without. Because a big part of my problem is how the work, what the work I do, how it reflects back on me, like in my name and who I am. Like it, it's it's a little too closely linked with my identity, and I think that has created some problems for me as well, and like uh, it's held me back a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I think. You know, again, we're in September. Nothing's really changed. I can kind of see where this is going. I can't continue with this pace. Um So, you know, come January, I'll find a much more easier way to live while still finding ways to be creative without the expectation. That's my long-winded way of saying, like, where yeah, not at? great, but I feel okay about it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um but yeah, I think that's... Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. That was, I'm that like, was...
1: why don't you give a really difficult to answer... Why don't I give you a really difficult to answer question at the No, I need to... <laughs> yeah,
0: right I need to like time. be... Uh, I've, I've been... Sometimes it feels good to say stuff like that out loud because yeah. I've been like mulling it over in my head for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Um, Thank you for coming by. Where yeah. can people find you? Any things you want us to share or to follow?
1: Uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok is where I'm posting right now. Uh, usually doing like a video or so a week, but I'm at Parisi Comedy, so that's my last name. Paris with an E after it. Comedy.
0: And your album is very good.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's on there. That's on my... Uh, if you go to my Instagram, I think it's linked on there too. So What's it called again? It's called uh, Last Wishes. Last Wishes.
0: I think that when I when it initially came out and I shared it, I listened to it and I laughed out loud multiple times. Oh, and I, nice. I never laugh at comedy anymore. That's the other <laughs> side effect of comedy. You don't nice. think stand up is funny for the most part. That's but a yeah. good compliment then. Thank Brian's you. a great comedian. Nice, uh, Brian, thanks for stopping by. Like yeah, and subscribe, man. everybody, all that good shit. Or don't, it doesn't matter anymore. No, it's <laughs> like and subscribe, please. Maybe something will happen over the next three months. We'll see. All right, take it easy, everyone.